going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by the Phantom producer himself, Tyler Hadley. He's over there playing it cool, but he's really excited to be here. Kenny Castro. What's up, guys? How's it going? And diagonally from me, we got the do artistic one himself, Anthony Dewart. Hey, what's up? Uh, not too much. It's a snowy Tuesday here in Western Massachusetts, and we are sort of digging ourselves out of it. And it's dark, and it's February, and we're just sort of in the thick of things down in Wintertown. So back half of the show, we're going to be talking about our favorite snow-themed video game levels slash environments, just sort of celebrating the slippery and the cold and the powdery goodness that video games so often uh, feature in their games. Like I was really going through uh, what games did and didn't have snow. And it's like, yeah, pretty much every good game has a snow level. I mean, obviously there mm -hmm. are many exceptions to that rule, but anyway, uh, if you didn't already, please give us a like and a subscribe and subscribe to us on podcast services, join our discord. You can find out how to do that in the link or in the description below. And uh, we've got some recent videos to check out. Anthony's keeping things going with his Let's Plays of various JRPGs. The most recent one is what, Anthony? Shadow Hearts from the New World for the PS2. Okay, cool. I still haven't checked that out, but it sounds intriguing based on what you've told me. Uh, I've got a new top 10 video. The best games of 2020. Sans the PS5 games I didn't get to play yet, but that is neither here or there. You'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there for sure. In 2022. <laughs> oh, no, please. Hopefully it'll be cheaper by then. If anything, then you'll have better, uh, more space, too. They'll probably have to put out bundles. Switch has been out for almost four years now. It's still 300 bucks. I think that this is going to be uh, 500 for the foreseeable future, especially with how impossible it has been to get. But anyway, how's people doing? How are you doing? How's things going? It's doing good. It's doing tired. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a tired week for everybody. Uh, the snow is, uh, has brought people down. I feel like the mm -hmm. snow can, snow can do kind of like one of three things. Um, it can be, <laughs> it can be very calming just to like watch it from say inside or somewhere or you, or you not watch it from outside. Um, be very tiring because you gotta, you're a monster. you gotta, you gotta move some of it. Um, mm -hmm. it can be very threatening. Like if you're in a blizzard. It's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the third thing. I'm like, what's the third thing? <laughs> it's like the three stages of grief. No. That was super threatening right there. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've uh, been having a little bit of an off day myself. I've been having a bit of a stomach ache on and off throughout the day. Been taking some naps. And so if I'm a little bit out of it, I do apologize. But I'm going to keep things, keep things going as best I can. Do a good podcast. Talk about some video games. And yeah, so what's been going on with Tyler and uh, Kenny at Wayfighters? I heard you're talking about things going on at your job. Is, <laughs> is anything noteworthy or is it uh, not something that you could discuss on the show or just, yeah, just digital, people? just digital cleanup? That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's all it's, that's all it is. It's just taking the software, declogging it, people getting paid extra for it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Got business you. business as usual. Mm -hmm. We're working slow. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I will be doing an extra day of work on Sunday, helping uh, distribute the vaccine in Wilbraham and getting my second vaccine myself. So I'll be happy to have nice. that out of the way. And my parents will be getting it next week. So I think we're allowed to have family dinners after that. I don't know. We'll... Okay. Supposed uh, to wait. Supposed to wait like three weeks after the second one, so it actually takes full effect. So, oh, damn, Kenny, gonna have to wait three weeks for family <laughs> dinners. You gotta wait a little bit before you can swim in the pool. You don't want to get cramped. True that. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> is it is it time yet? Is it time? Is things normal? I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, uh, we're getting there. We're, we're getting almost. there. We're getting there. You can at least see the uh, destination around the corner. Yep. Waiting for everyone to get the vaccines. My AMC stocks go back up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, That's we true. Get back out to the movie theaters. So, yeah, crazy week for the stock market. We don't do a cruising for our news and 
anymore, mm. but that would certainly be at the top of the list. Oh uh, yeah, craziness. Yeah. Game it's sensitive. Uh, game is a yeah. roller coaster. Oh, it's heart attack. I, today I, we are down. I, I I jumped that ship today. I said no you more. <laughs> I got off the you rocket. No. Really, you did? Ah, you gotta wait. We gotta wait till the fourth because that's when the uh, two more days. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much I trust because like so many people said like oh Friday was gonna be the day where like mm-hmm. options Friday was ran like, out and um and man I was so mad because I was gonna get out yesterday when they were at around like three hundred dollars a share. When did you buy and in? And I bought it at like two thirty. Nice. Yeah, I bought it at three, so I'm big red. I'm big red chewing gum right now. Yeah, it's it was rough. So I mean, I still left left on a loss. But I mean, the thing is with GameStop, it's it's when it's a stock that you know is going to go back down. So it's not like ones mm-hmm. like you can just like keep your money in it. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. So it's just a matter of when it's going to go back down. So where is the price at now? Do you know? Ninety dollars. Last 90. I checked. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh so God. it's not good right now for everybody who's still in GME. Capitalism. What, what is is anything real? I don't know. Nokia's down. GameStop's yeah. at ninety. Down Rob, Robinhood and Robinhood and all these other sites are restricting what you can what Purchase you can buy, game. which is bullshit. Ooh, AMC's down. Wow. AMC's down a lot today. AMC's back down to seven eighty two. Seventy two. Well, no, seven eighty like ten. No, seven eighty two. So oh, seven, eight. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yep. yeah. So, as I'm sure everybody knows, a quite a wild week as far as uh, investing in failing video game companies or video game retailers. Um, I didn't personally get a chance to get on. I guess I could have, but I only have a Robinhood account as far as my stock options go. So I missed the boat, and I am a little frustrated that I wasn't able to hop on. I'll probably sell my shares that I have and move over to a more reputable company like Tyler's. Tell me about TD Ameritrade. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, or Fidelity. Fidelity's been awesome. Yeah, Fidelity, um, I recommend. I know my four hundred three Bs in uh, some other better company, but anyway, that's more neither here nor there as far as the games we've been playing we've been sort of on the more (laughs) same page than we usually are this week all playing cyber shadow which if you haven't checked out the video already you can see an in-depth first impressions a first look on the channel and since then i've progressed a little bit and i still haven't quite rolled credits as tyler has but uh it's it's a game what do you think of it guys it's a game it's, uh, it's a great game. it's a great platformer uh as i talked about in the uh the quick uh what do we call it extra level extra level class first look. that's what we're calling it extra first uh, extra level um yeah i thought it's a great it was a great platformer because and one i think one of my other favorite favorite platformers of like the SNES generation was Mega Man X, and I feel like it just draws a lot of inspiration from that game. Um, so I, I've been, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've been thinking about going back to it just to see like how quickly I can run through it now that I kind of like know everything. Um, and, there, and there's areas you have to explore as well now that you mm-hmm. have all the upgrades. Yeah. Yeah, true that. I do think the game does a pretty good job of hiding its secrets. Uh, for those that missed that episode or might not have known might not know what this game is. It is a, an 8-bit action platformer from Yacht Club Games. It was produced by them, the Shovel Knight folks. Uh, Mechanical Head Studios is the one that actually developed it. I think it's mostly a one-man team. Just released last week on Xbox Game Pass, as well as PC, Switch, and PS4. Uh, it's very challenging, mostly linear in its structure. If you're sort of just going from point A to point B, there is some minor backtracking here and there, but it's mostly just a showcase of pure skill, um, platforming slash slashing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you start the game out with nothing but your side slash. It seems very sort of one note and simplistic, but as you progress, you steadily uh, expand your arsenal to have a shuriken that you throw or a up fire attack or uh, now that i'm in the back half of the game i can dash which really expands things as far as traversal goes uh, i th- my my personal favorite part of the game is just the 
excellent boss fights that really are high intensity and don't waste their time with drawing things out. It's just sort of bam, bam, but uh, you can quickly succeed or quickly die. Uh, Kenny, you said you just got to chapter seven. Is that right? Yep. Well, I'm mid. I'm midway through it. You're midway through. Okay, gotcha. Same here. Um, what do you think of the train boss? I thought he was awesome. I, I honestly, once I figured out, you know, the the strategy behind it, it was like quickly easy. Um, moved on from him like that. Um, it was just being my being patient because there was moments where, you know, maybe I got in a little too close on him, and then I was like, I know the attack's coming, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I was. Yeah. I think it's great that it uses the parry mechanic, which is another one of the upgrades that you get uh, about, I don't know, maybe 33% of the way through the campaign where you just hit right on the D-pad as uh, a projectile is coming and hit you and you smack it away and hit it towards the enemy. And uh, it's a little bit surprising how much they want you to rely on that, especially in that fight. Or at least that's that's how I felt. It was like, if you're not oh, parrying, wow. you're essentially have no chance. Were, were you using that? No, I I did beat him without pairing. Oh wow! So his big because what you do to what I found because the pairing is I I tried pairing, but you really take off barely any health with pairing on them. Uh, what you're supposed to do is those you know those robots right that come out. Yeah, that that have the beams going straight down. You dodge past the beam to get behind it. And then you hit it, and then that's when it breaks the shield on front of it. And then you just afterwards, after it's floating towards them, you have to hit it like four or five times to speed it up so it's going fast so that it hits him in the eye before he has a chance to start doing his next attack. And that takes off like six bars of health every single time you do that. Yeah, that's how I played it. <laughs> oh, wow. So I did a combination of things. I was, uh, you know, he's got his big orb that he slowly kind of pushes like it's very predictable you can't you see it coming from a mile away and you can just uh, smack that away and as soon as he does his other attacks like setting out the little minion that you were re referencing if you just uh, it was very high intensity kill the ads get in slash the eye so it's cool that you can go about beating mm -hmm. these bosses in different ways yeah I, I didn't even think of parrying that the giant orb that he blasts at you yeah, you can parry it. It's, it's very easy to do so. Um, you can parry anything. The little bullets he shoots at you, at anything. Um, and you do this with just the press of the right uh, D-pad. And I've gone back and forth on whether or not I think that's actually a good idea. I sort of think that putting the uh, parry on the LB like it is in so many other games or the L1 would maybe made more sense, but... Uh, I think it would have made it way too easy. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. Maybe maybe that's what they were going for was sort of a difficulty on it. I mean, are, are you guys using the the D pad or using the analog stick? Oh, the D pad. I'm You're playing the, the analog stick. Yeah, no, like the like entire like way. Entire way. I cannot play a game like this. You use the joystick. I'm using the joystick. I did a combination of the two. Um, once I got the the dash ability. Because I was realizing, like, I wasn't able to dash as easily with the joystick. Um, so that's when I, like, there's a lot of times where I would, like, switch from using the joystick to using the D-pad when I was, like, dashing around and stuff. You want to know a little trick that you might most likely missed, Tyler? Is that you don't even got a double tap for dashing. Yeah, you, you don't. <laughs> you, you just hit the right, right, right bumper while you're moving, and that's an automatic dash. What? That's... Yep. Okay. Where is no? Why was that not anywhere? <laughs> well, I did it by my my. I actually was like because after I got it, I'm like just started. I like just pressing buttons to see what what else I might be able to do. And when I when I pressed it, I'm like, wait a second, it's an auto dash. Oh, I'm like perfect. So everything that needs dash, I do it so much easier because I'm playing with the joystick, and then I just dash. I just dash with the right bumper, you know. Yeah, that's cheap. So I don't have to worry about double double pressing or anything like that. Or that would have made it so much easier. It. Yeah. So you're welcome. Anybody listening, hit well, the right bumper. Well, can I challenge you, challenge you not to use the right bumper? <laughs> <laughs> Can't challenge me to use something to see the it. game, Tyler. <laughs>
I think that would definitely make things a little easier because yeah, the double tapping it while it, it could be a little finicky, especially when you're in the platforming sections where you really need to jump a big gap or anything, and you're like you accidentally don't dash and you just jump and land on the spikes. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> um okay, so I haven't been on the show in a couple of weeks. I took last week off and I haven't <laughs> been playing too much as far as big triple A stuff. But one thing that has hooked me in is continues to just dominate my subconscious when I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> and is just a surprisingly uh out of nowhere good time is Grindstone, which is the originally only on the Apple Arcade and recently came to Switch. I'm now on level 70 i believe and it's just the ultimate puzzle slash brain teaser slash upgrade-a-thon that you could hope for I, I think that i'm surprised that none of you have hopped on it because of how much i've been talking about it in the discord but um grindstone i probably put in 20 plus hours at this point just is it on, the is it on game it. pass no it's not on game pass i got it on switch and uh, it's, I think, 20 bucks, well worth it. There's over 100 levels, and just the gameplay loop is so addicting. I talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago, but you're essentially trying to string together uh, enemies that are of the same color. You kind of have a grid, like think of a chessboard, and they're all filled up with either red, green, or purple, or yellow enemies. And uh, you want them to line up in the same way, either horizontally, diagonally, vertically, just as long as they're touching each other in some form and racking up combos. So as long as you kill 10 enemies, you get what's called a grindstone. And what's called a, gr and a grindstone enables you to link together two different colors. So you can get enemies, or you can get combos of uh, 20 plus going on to where... It just—it's always satisfying to see your your character George, who's this blue, kind of funky-looking dude that slashes through these jerks and creeps, as they're called in the game. There's a little bit of lore going on there, and I, I just continued to go back to it, and I just really uh, think for the value of a hundred plus levels, a bunch of secrets, uh, a bunch of. I guess there there isn't really a whole bunch of else to do except for do the levels. And I do think that the game has one major flaw, which is the fact that when you take any sort of damage, instead of just quickly reloading the level, you need to go back to the inn, which is sort of the hub or whatever, and purchase your what you need to heal. And if you're out of that currency, they give it to you for free. But uh, that's one thing that sort of slows it down at times. It can be sort of a drag when you're feeling really good about how you're doing and then all of a sudden oh man i gotta go back to the inn but anyway grindstone i i gotta give it its due because it's really been taking up a lot of my time and i think it's something that people should totally check out if they're into puzzles like this at all that's what i love about uh switch games like that because you can just kind of get sucked in out of nowhere and you have the availability to play wherever mm -hmm. it is a ideal switch <laughs> game like I, i've played it on the big screen a couple of times and it's it just looks better in your hands. <laughs> I mean, the game originally came out on the phone, so... Um, Makes sense, then. Mm -hmm. Not bad. So, so that's Grindstone, and I want to hear about The Medium, which is the new game on Game Pass, and I think that's it. I think it's on... Well, I mean, of course, you can purchase it if you want to, but it's on PC and Xbox Series X, not available on the Xbox One. Tyler and Kenny, I know you've been dabbling... What do you th what are your early thoughts? Um, I'll go first real quick. Um, so far I am enjoying it. Um, it's nothing too crazy out the out the gate. You know, I don't think it's a game that's gonna hit nobody's you know top ten of the year list. I think it's a decent horror mm -hmm. game. Um, the team that then when I looked at it, the team that did Layers of Fear, which was a pretty good game when it first came out, wasn't too anything too crazy as well. Um, but so far it's, it's setting a world for me that I, I am starting to invest in. Right. And I see myself gonna potentially see the game through, you know, hopefully, you know, nothing too crazy. Nobody, I tend to give up on these horror games, but I am trying and because it doesn't have any of the jump scares, at least 
not not like that. At least I haven't run into them like that. But um, I will say it's some of the parts are kind of unforgiving. Like um, I, I I listened to a couple podcasts talk about the part that I was just recently stuck at, and you know it, I was happy to hear that it wasn't just me that got stuck here. Like I even listened to the kind of funny x cast and they were talking about it and greg got stuck at the same part quickly real quick i had to try a couple times just like i did which which part um, was this the chase i was i was Dude, asking I, if the chase scene. I got stuck there like there were so many times where it just there, there was one turn that it got me yep. every single time i'm like what am i supposed to do am i supposed to go this way am i supposed to go this way like why does it get me every single time <laughs> You know, what's funny is that there was one point, right? So you're just, you know, because at first it starts off with the camera in front of your face and then it pans behind you. And then as you take a turn and all this stuff. So there was a point, Tyler, right? That he, you know, he pops up right in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. From being chasing you behind, he pops up in front of you. And I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe this time I'm supposed to turn back, right? That's what I thought too. and and (laughs) And I ran back and then he's behind me too. It's everywhere. Gotta no. watch out. It's gonna spook you. So the last time I got through it, I literally just banged that left when mm-hmm. he came out, and I even through the bugs. I was like, just keep smashing sprint. You'll make it through. <laughs> yeah, and then like at the part where he keeps catching you, so you die, and it gives you the hint, and it's like, oh, use RB to to use your energy. And I'm like, but then what? you can't use the energy exactly. Like, yeah, what? what? <laughs> So, uh, exactly. So I think they, the RB is for the bugs, right? When you get to the bugs, mm-hmm. um, you're supposed to use it then to get the bugs off you so you can sprint again. But I think I took that one and I hugged the wall so much that the bugs didn't really affect me until I was already halfway into them. So yeah. I just kept sprinting right through them. And I, I was like, she was like, ah, and I'm like, just get out of these bugs and you'll make it. Made it through. And I was like, yes. So, so you're telling you're telling me you didn't get scared, so that there was one jump scare. Yeah, that freaked me. Is, yeah, be is. <laughs> is it, it? So I I had one. So was it when the little girl first showed up? Ooh. No, no, no. Okay, which one? What what got you? The the bloody bathtub. Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, yes! <laughs> yes, the bloody bathroom, man. When you first when you first scary. Go, Oh my god! When you first go there and then you find the key, and there's oh, oh my god, and like, that was so scary. Like I, I like ripped my headphones off. <laughs> because I will say this game does so. It's not as in the sense like it had that once jump scare, but the game plays with the music to like set the set the mood, right? Set the ambiance, and um, so. I think it's more or less trying to get you in a sense of dread and just unknowing what might be happening and what's around the corner. Um, so that moment, because you're like, you're just kind of walking around and just being careful, inspecting everything. And then you get to that bathtub and then it just gets you. Yeah, it does a really good job playing with like the visual elements because it it draws your eye to it's an overflowing bathtub. And it draws your eye to like the blood that's overflowing and then boom jump scare mm-hmm. yep so yeah if, for those that don't know what this game uh top level uh, analysis is is a third person force perspective a la the early resident evil games survival horror game that has a sort of heavy focus on story i played the opening half hour on my pc and once i got to the second environment it it really started chugging for me so i don't know if i can quite handle it with my current rig but uh, i was drawn in by the initial premise you're sort of uh you're an adopted person that has been uh you've got this this power to connect with the i guess uh you're a medium for talking to dead people right like you're trying yeah. to it's sort of like it reminded me of spirit fair in the way that you're trying to sort of get them to the next plane yep but like she like she embraces and she and i think that's what i like so far is that it's not like she comes off as this helpless character it's like she's like all right this is what i do let's figure it out let's get out of here let's let's push forward right so that's the feeling i've been getting i don't know about you tyler like i don't think i've got any sense of like she's freaking out holy crap it's like oh crap what am I dealing with? Never dealt with this before. 
mm-hmm. but you know what we got to push forward right yeah it seems like she's like already dealt with it like a number of times maybe not just not mm-hmm. at like this level that like we're playing as her right now mm-hmm. um so she kind of like she there are parts where she's like still freaked out but the story's been really good um i still haven't completely got out of the the, the neva um okay i'm pretty much like right after that chase that chase scene same, same here i think that chase scene and getting out of it i was like yup i need a, a break i'll resume this game after this and so i i'm hoping maybe possibly tonight resuming it um <coughs> but i i will say normally games i will jump past listening to audio logs and listening to extra things but i've been enjoying listening to some of the echoes um trying to trying to let them build this world world around me right because i'm hoping that this game isn't a one-off and they give it a medium too right let's keep building off of this world they're building and off of this character marianne hopefully she survives the end word i i can second that i think that even from the opening apartment just going around and reading the different documents and getting the photo uh in in the red room and everything like that it, it seemed really well realized and not tacked on like something that you could skip past if you wanted to but you would be doing yourself a disservice by not fully exploring the area mm-hmm. I, I will ask one more thing tyler were you caught off guard or scared when the little when the spirit did the honk of the car oh or yeah did you even interact yeah. with that yeah I, it caught me that one caught me slightly yeah. like 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 they honked the horn and you were like what and then <laughs> i like i like the power of the insight because i was like okay let me see i'm let me i'm like on the visual like just regular nothing right but then when you use the insight you see the spirit's hand on the place where the horn is i was like <laughs> i thought that was cool because it wasn't there before yeah and you see like the difference like okay somebody was here and they did honk the horn trying to scare me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty okay. cool we're probably hear about the final <laughs> hours of it next week i hope you guys can finish it by then if not no pressure it's but- a it's an eight hour game so you know hopefully if we put our big boy pants on. We could finish it before then. Yeah, proud of you, Kenny, for stepping into the horror game genre. Yeah, getting getting past your fears. <laughs> proud of you. Um, so Anthony and Tyler, something I've been noticing on the channels, there have been some let's plays of a not so recently released game called Super Mario RPG. Anything you want to say on that besides check out the videos? It's got Mario. It's got uh. So I got it's got Mallow. It's got a Gino. Everybody wants him in Smash Bros. But probably not gonna happen. Uh, you found Princess Peach's dildo. Spoilers. That's fun. Okay, so is the game surprising you anyway? Are you remembering things that you didn't before? Or are you noticing things you didn't before? Uh, what's uh, I know Tyler's always had a high praise for Mario RPG. Is it? It's is so it good. Living up to what you thought of it. I think it's it's very fun to like what we've been doing is switching off. We've been sending each other files, uh, our save files, pretty much through uh, an emulator, and I feel like that's just the easiest way, plus the the highest quality way currently to play it. Until hopefully, you know, maybe I'm hoping it comes to Switch at some point. I think that'd be really really cool. Would be really cool. Yeah. Definitely be a nice addition to the NES or SNES online library. Yeah, they really need another Mario RPG like this one. Because, I mean, all the other Mario RPGs that are out are great, they're good, the Paper Marios, the Mario and Luigi sagas, they're good games, but, I don't know, it just doesn't have that, like, the character of what the Mario RPG has. And I'm not not really sure, like, what it is that it's missing, but it doesn't feel the same. I mean, maybe it's just kind of the art, maybe maybe it's just the art style. I think it's the originality too. They uh, there's no in the new character like there you don't have a party so to speak. It, besides the first two Paper Mario's, really is uh, you have your partners which are cool because you have your Mario and then your other partners and then Super Mario RPG you have like this roster this lineup of characters two uh, that include like two wholly original characters which was awesome to see. There's Mallow uh, the like he thinks he's a tadpole but he's like this magic using cloud like pudding guy. And then there's Gino, everybody, the big fan favorite. is like this puppet or like doll brought to life from the Star Spirit's power. 
So he's and he's awesome. He's a great character. Then you actually get to have Bowser in your party and Peach, and they all have like really good like they're all useful. Every character is useful. You have your classic, you know, turn-based combat. Every button, which they've kind of kept throughout, you know, Mario and Luigi mm-hmm. or Paper Mario, kind of does something. You have your active time, which is really cool. But I think you just lost a lot of the originality. Plus, you're in the Mario and Luigi games, which are still fun. You just you're you know limited to Mario and Luigi. You don't get any right. of the party members. You don't really switch up any of the combat. It's all boss battles take forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. take forever in the new in the Mario and Luigi games. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think this may have been like the first time you were actually able to kind of team up with Bowser. Um, yeah, and I thought that was a super cool thing. Um, I feel like every all the iterations afterwards was Bowser's a bad guy. Exactly. Yeah, or he's just like, oh, forget him, and then he comes like he's like it's a bait and switch where it's like, oh, Bowser's like, oh, we're teaming up like in Superstar Saga in the beginning. They're teaming up, and then he gets leaves and can comes back at the very end to just be possessed by the bad guy and he's the final boss but he's got boobs mm-hmm. the art style is really something that sticks with you even though the game's been out for 26 something years now and it's just got sort of these weird claymation slash, yeah uh just just something that has not been recreated very much i think over the years so if people haven't seen the original super mario rpg I think uh, you should check out the videos on the channel and maybe consider playing it for yourself, either through an emulator or the Super NES Classic, because uh, while I myself have not yet to take my own advice, it's definitely something that's always intrigued me, and I'm glad that you guys are are playing it and that uh, people can check it out if they so wish to do so. It's Um, a good time. You won't be disappointed. Anthony, you've also been putting up other Let's Plays, as we mentioned earlier, Shadow Hearts from the New World, a semi-little known ps2 or rpg as well as grandia 2 what do you want to touch on most as far as the stuff you've been pumping out for i'd say shadow hearts it's really uh that's a big um one of my favorites from my childhood i bought it in like i remember going to the hadley mall way back in the day so there was a mall by uh where i grew up because i lived in a condominium at the time with my mom younger brother and we went to GameStop, and I don't remember, like, what. I remember, like, choosing. You remember when you go, like, you can remember going back to game stores when you were younger and having, like, two games you kind of want because you finally had a little bit of, uh, and there'll be your own money, like, I don't know, doing chores or whatever. You've just been saving up from Christmas and birthdays. Yeah. So I remember, like, picking between. It's like, oh, I could do Shadow Hearts, or there was, like, I forget what the other game was. I think it was, like, Romancing Saga or something that I bought later on, but definitely wasn't as good. Um, but I just remember, you know, buying that and, getting pretty decently far in it when i was younger and i went back recently to try and play it on my ps2 and it was just the quality was very because it's not a, it's an hd tv and the i don't have like an upscaler or anything for it so i ended up actually going through and playing around with a playstation 2 emulator called pc it was like pcsx 2 i believe and that's it's absolutely amazing like once you get it up and running it gets to see that game like what i've been recording it and i'm sure i mentioned it a bunch in the video too like 720p is just phenomenal it's absolutely amazing to see it just kind of upscaled in such high quality and so is this a fully voice acted type of thing like final fantasy 10 or is it a little more old school than that yep it's fully voice acted it's got of course there's lines that aren't voice acted but a lot of it is voice acted um well cutscenes um trying to think of other things it's combat's really unique instead of it's kind of like an active combat where it makes you pay a little bit more attention there's a system uh it's the last game currently in the shadow heart series there's three before that technically that use uh they use this thing called the judgment ring in combat and sometimes out of combat which is cool and you can see that like if you're buying items you can get a discount on them if you hit certain spots in the judgment ring it's just this ring that spins around um, and there's different little like highlighted areas on the ring that you have to stop the pointer at. And you'll, you know, if stopping them in the right areas at the right timing will, you know, succeed in an action if you're in combat or <clears throat> if you're buying stuff, it'll give you discounts, which is really neat. So it's a little more involved than just kind of a, a classic standard turn base, you know, select your action, wait, you know. Gotcha. So you think it holds up? Is it something you're going to continue to play? Yeah, I'd actually really like to beat this because I've never, I haven't beaten it before and just seeing that this in such high quality and, being able to like talk and actually have like a I'm I really like this playthrough because it's very relaxed I'm you know I feel like I'm at kind of uh, getting into the groove so to speak with just recording games because it's not something I've really done a lot of before until now mm-hmm. so it's cool to just kind of sit and kind of say my two cents whenever it happens and be like oh look at this character oh hey how cool 
<laughs> Do you know off off rip who the developer is? Uh, it is. That's a very good question. I think I had the box over there. Uh, I don't know off the top a, of my head. It was like Swan hit, something. Maybe it's with the title one more time. Uh, Shadow Hearts from the New World. You can check Where that out on the channel. There's currently two episodes. I'm in the process of uploading a couple more, so you will be seeing hopefully a constant stream of that. Very good. All right. Well, lots of uh, new stuff coming out as January rolls along, and Game Pass keeps coming out with new stuff for us all to play together. But I think that we can move on to our topic of the show this week, which is snow. Snow. <laughs> snow. We just got a big dump of about 10 inches here in Western Massachusetts. I don't know. Does that seem accurate? 10 inches? Yeah. You got a fuck <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it wasn't 10 inches. That didn't seem like 10 inches. Well, we, had, we had varying degrees of predictions, anywhere from 8 to 20, depending on where you live and how high up in the mountains you are. But it was definitely significant. Uh, the plows did a great job of making the roads totally fine by the time I woke up today, but definitely uh, was able to frolic as one does in the snow <laughs> it's good good snow angel weather out there this morning it is it was very good snow angel weather very fluffy yeah. so i thought why don't we talk about our favorite winter levels levels that make you feel cold and uh, so yeah i know this is sort of a you know it sort of feels <laughs> like a throwaway topic like hey eh, talk about snow levels but i think that there's really something to be said for a game that does one in a really memorable fashion. I feel like almost every game has a snow level or, you know, I said before, that's an exaggeration, but just think about it. You know, Dark Souls, snow level. Oh, yeah. Bloodborne, snow level. Every Mario game, snow level. Does, wait, does Bloodborne ever? What's the snow level in Bloodborne? Uh, Kaner's Castle. Kaner's Castle is this sort of secret area that you need to uh, get an invitation to. I forget how exactly you get there. Oh, but... right, right, right. Yeah, so, uh, and it has a very tough boss fight at the end, Martor, Martyr Ligorius or something like that. You're fighting him on the rooftop. It's a really, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a cool area. But, uh, so I'll, I'll start things off and you guys can, can follow up with whichever one you want to give a special mention to. But my personal, perhaps favorite game of all time, Halo Combat Evolved, level five, Salt on the Control Room. It's the first time you get to operate the tank, which I think was like next level badass at the time because of its like distance that you could shoot things off in the uh, level. It was just Halo had the best draw distance at the time, I think, on console, like by far. Like whether yeah. it was when you were taken out a Banshee 300 feet away or you were on a bridge overlooking the snow and tossing a grenade. 200 feet below and watching the grunt actually die. It was just really cool. And seeing the purple and blue stained snow <laughs> that was like really dope at the time. I know there's also, uh, what was it? Lockout is lockout. The one that's in two, the multiplayer map, the smaller one. That's, that's the snow. That sounds right. I didn't play. Uh, that, that really does sound right, but I, I can't confirm, but uh, I looked that up too. Cause that was my favorite. So yeah, that was the first one that came to mind. But I mean, there's the beginning of Metal Gear. So many great games. Oh yeah, start, start that's with right. Snow. And I wonder what exactly a reason for that is. Like they're trying to make mm. you feel uh, vulnerable Cold. or yeah. just uh, yeah. I think that 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 probably is it. I mean, we got Red Dead Redemption Two starts like that. Uncharted Two starts like that. Metal Gear Solid. Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh yeah, totally. Grand Theft Auto Five. When you're playing as Michael and you're doing the the shootout, yeah, that's a great one to mention. So, are there any? I know Tyler, you listed a few yourself. Uh, is there something that, in particular, you want to give a shout out as far as cold? Um, um I mean, I, uh, yeah, I listed a couple of there. <clears throat> um, just really quickly, I'll kind of run through some of them. I don't have like a ton, ton to say about each one of them in particular, but I just thought those, well, those were some that came to mind. Make- yeah okay um celeste was it was a cool kind of like snow environment um in addition to like the great gameplay i mean you're going up this snowy mountain and there's a lot of times where you're kind of like entering into the mountain and then like out of the mountain 
and just like all those scenes with the characters and the snow falling down were was pretty cool. Yeah, I'll second that. Celeste, great game. Uh, Skyrim. I thought of that, yeah. like going up to like the mages. Uh, <laughs> Kenny's just like goddamn area, um, where it's all snowy. It was pretty sweet. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, Kenny wants to say more about that. <laughs> yeah, why don't you hop? Because Skyrim is a game that just is all about the snow. Yeah, it's I, true. honestly, that that one, I, the snow in Skyrim, and just being out there, just shouting people off the snowy mountain. Mm, my uh, favorite yeah. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one definitely stands out for me as well. So I was. I, I was like, I had a feeling somebody was going to mention it, so I was like, eh. But it's definitely on my list as well. For sure. I mean, and Skyrim is a game that continues to be talked about 10 years after it was released. And just the feelings that it gives you when you're exploring those mountains and, you know, Skyriming yourself up them, however jankly you do it. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> With a horse, the, straight up. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it definitely gives you that feeling. Like, even today, getting up that mountain uh, where it feels like an accomplishment. If, and there's the whole part with the the college or whatever where you're learning the, ma- the, the magic. Oh, yeah, Winterhold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just various regions, and, you know, the game's supposed to feel like uh, Nordic and a little bit Viking-esque. And I think that... Does Valhalla have any snow? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Um, the whole Norwegian starting area is snowy, and then like the top twenty percent of England is pretty snowy. So uh, there, there is a big gap where there is no snow, like a good you know forty-five to sixty-hour chunk <laughs> where there's no snow. But I like that part. It's mm-hmm. there. I think some of the strongest parts are in the snow, and I think that Valhalla yeah. does a really great, great job of keeping track of your footprints. And after a battle, just looking upon all the different lumpiness and varying degrees of... Like lumpy. You know, that was one of the things that Kenny had first mentioned was when he first played it. It was like, damn, the snow in this game is really standing out. Um, yeah, it, like, it was felt... It looked and almost... I, I want to say almost felt realistic because it almost felt like I was wading through, uh, wading through snow. I bet it felt like that for Tyler with the haptic feedback. Um, but definitely that one is as well on my list, Valhalla, because the snow in that beginning region of Norway uh, was great. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. I feel like feel like my list is, is getting whittled, uh, dwindled down slowly but surely. <laughs> yep. Tyler, uh, you also listed Undertale. Yeah, oh, an yeah. Undertale because there's there's a couple. Yeah, no, I mean, that was another one where you start off kind of at a in a snowy area. Um, Snowden at the very beginning um, was a snowy town and talking snowmen and cheer- good music, cheerful characters, and I don't know. I just like Undertale. Yeah, no, that's one that definitely right off the beginning. As as soon as you leave the house, you're in that snowy town, and I think that that's one of the more memorable sections of the game. Mm-hmm. And, and is there sliding around at one point? Um, yeah, there are like some areas where you're like doing puzzles, or yeah, there are areas where you're doing a puzzle and you're trying to like slide in the, in the direct correct direction. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You have to put like ice cubes in the way to like block your path one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I I was trying to Google just really quickly, didn't ex- actually put much effort into it as to what was the first game that had slippery floors. <laughs> and I, I couldn't quite place it. I was like, hmm, did the original Legend of Zelda, did the original Super Mario Bros? I don't have a definitive answer to that, but... The one, the earliest one I remember is the cave in Gold and Silver. Pokemon Gold and Silver on the Game Boy was uh when you're about to... Yeah, the Elite Four, when you're on your way to yeah. the Elite Four. Ah, okay. Well, that was, you know, late 90s, so there had been quite a few Mario games with slippery floors before that, but that's certainly a good... Uh, <laughs> example of it but i think it's just something that we're so used to now when we play games like that we're like ah slippery here okay yeah i I know how to judge the momentum that i need because this is in a million other games it's the slippery floor because it's icy and you know (laughs) we just something i wanted to to highlight because it was snowing outside because i thought it would be a 
interesting thing mm-hmm. to reflect on. I like it. Um, did you so, did you have any, Anthony? Yes, I have a couple. Uh, the first that come to mind is this first level in Scott Pilgrim in Toronto in the beat 'em up game, Scott Pilgrim versus the World of Game. That little like well. No, I well, I bought it, but I'm waiting for my copy to come in once they make it. Oh, okay. So that, gotcha. that's the uh, hardest part. So that'll be like a couple months down the road, which sucks. But I mean, I'm glad I was able to score a physical copy of it. Mm. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that first whole uh, level in Toronto is all. It's a, it's really cool. I love the atmosphere of that because it's at night. It's snowy. Uh, it's got banging music. You're running along, beating the shit out of these dudes that are just coming at you. Um, you run into shops. You buy stuff. It's great. So and when, that, when, when you do get that in, let me know because I want to record some stuff. Hell yeah. I'm really excited. I love that game. Word. And then there's uh, Winters and Earthbound. It's a great mm-hmm. spot. Great place. Mm-hmm. Go through there. I'm like halfway through the game. Start off as your boy Jeff. And he tries to find his way out to make his way to Ness and Paula to save him from these zombies in a zombie town. And right. it's got great got music. Portion. Mm-hmm. I love that spot. And then uh, I think the last one for me is Dual Hearts. There's a whole, it's an old PlayStation 2 kind of Zelda-like game, which is really fun. I'd recommend checking it out, and anyone who is interested. But there's a whole snow world that's uh, like Santa. It's like, because you go into people's dreams, like that's kind of like the, it's Mario 64-esque almost, where you find people and you go into their dreams, and dreams are all these whole worlds and levels. And there's one that you go into, and it's just like a Santa theme level, like Christmas, like North Pole. Oh, oh, and Zelda. Oh, yeah, Zelda. Zelda's got lots of great snow. Um, were you going to mention something specifically, Kenny? Actually, um, one that I comes to mind in a snowy just environment, the, the first division. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Post-apocalyptic money flu, NYC. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that one's pretty good. That one definitely stands out, and the other one bring up that stands out for me is um the god the last god of war the snow area there Ooh, yes the god of war 2018 had so many great snowy environments i mean it's another one that started off there i think mm-hmm. it's sort of a cliche now that, that we're talking about all these games that begin in some sort of very cold snowy place like uh mm-hmm. well it's like well, what are you gonna do you're gonna start off in the cold or you're gonna start off in no snow and warm or fall. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes sense just from a plot device as sort of something we need to overcome. Like we want to be in a place where we're not freezing our balls off by the time this game ends. You're telling <laughs> me, pal. And then my troll pick is um, the Kingdom Hearts 3 Arendelle. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Halloween Town. Because I was going to say, because just Kingdom Hearts 2, you could go to Santa's Town. Yes, yeah. you can. It's part two. I love that music there. The battle music and that is great because it's the, what is it? The, this is Halloween, but they throw in jingle bells. Yep. <laughs> I want to go back and play that. Oh, I love King Mars. So why too. is that a troll answer? Because Arendelle is like one of the worst worlds in part three. It sucks, dude. It's fucking awful. That world sucks mm. ass. It's just climbing <laughs> up a mountain three times. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like I hated s- that. song after song. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I get it. Great. And this guy comes and throws you off and then you get pushed off. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that one sucks. One of my kind of obvious picks, I, I said steep on my list. The like oh, the, the snowboard, yeah. SSX, game. any of those games. What about the SSX? Yeah. Nah, steep was better. I never uh, played steep. I never played steep, but it was better. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> the SSX. Steep had, steep had um, more than just snowboarding. Whack. Um. I like snowboarding. It's tricky back in the day. I think it's one of the. It's probably still the best snowboarding game of all time. Please put snowboard out kids. Game. I think that's the best one. <laughs> I, we I got do. a we got a question in the chat real quick. Has anybody Ooh. played Vigor yet? What is it? Vigor. No, I haven't heard of it. Negative. No, not yet. No, I'm gonna no, check it I, out. I feel like I heard of it somewhere, but no, I, I. What's it for? It's a free to play loot. Looter shooter. I just uh, googled it. Is Vigor a battle royale? There's so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox um, and PSN. Okay. So just the last one I want to highlight before we finish out our snow level talk, unless anybody else has to, wants to chime in, is is Red Dead Redemption Two. I think that uh, after 
the original game it did have some snowy environments but but not to this level it just was a very striking way to begin that campaign uh just the the graphical fidelity of the actual snow of just feeling like you're wading through it the great feeling that you get when you finally do move on to the greener pastures is is something that you can really sort of like uh out of the mountains feeling a little safer and just does a great job of creating a tense environment where these characters are out of their elements a little bit because sort of feel that in duchess and arthur's interactions and just you know it really does a great job of setting the stage for what I think is still the best game of the generation. So mm-hmm. there you go. Probably. Oh yeah. Nice. Not bad. So that's, uh, that's about it. I think if people want to learn more about snow video <laughs> games, you can just check out this great Kotaku article where they or no, not not Kotaku games radar. It's 113 games that have snow in them. Ooh. <laughs> helped inspire me to come up with some of my yeah. answers here I, I looked at that but, list earlier today and came up with some yeah nice i did no homework same <laughs> i did okay. snow work because i was out shoveling <laughs> i refuse to read articles they have too many words me me small brain me no get word on page me no get bunch of mixed the black with the white with the type <laughs> Big smooth brain, be dumb dumb. Smooth brain. Me, me smooth brain, me bring go. Me like brain on ice for snow. It go hit iceberg and stop. <laughs> Have to turn around to find Articuno. <laughs> <laughs> me, me dumb dumb. Me, me throw ball. Me, me catch monster. Me, Articuno. That's a Pokemon I haven't thought about in a while. Yeah, right? That's what I was thinking. Articuno, Seafoam Cave. I think that's one of them. I don't think it was in the first one. Articuno was in the first one. Oh yeah, Articuno was in the first one. I think there was like the ice puzzles in the first one. There was that stupid uh, Team Rocket hideout where you had to like beat a bottle and you had to wait and then like spun your character around where you had to like <laughs> sit on the panels. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> beat a bottle boot and just remember spinning and you hit teleporters. All right, guys, that has been the Level With You show episode 89. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you haven't already, subscribe, subscribe to us on podcasts services leave us a review if you are so inclined and check out other great content that these y'all have been pumping out okay see you later <laughs> we'll see you next week tuesday 5 30 eastern time or so until then stay level and thanks for tuning in bye love you miss you bye bye